Easter needs to be more than what it usually is for us. It just means so much more, and we take it so much for granted. The veil in the temple was 60 feet tall, 20 feet wide, and at least four inches thick, about the width of a man's hand. Couldn't be torn by a man. It was there for the purpose of separation, to keep man from the presence of God. Because we had sinned, because we had destroyed the created desire that God had for us when he brought us into creation and and wanted to walk with us in fellowship, our sin had separated us from him and caused us not to be able to be and walk with him and know him in the fullness and the freshness of the garden that they knew him before sin came and the way that God wanted us to come and be a part of it. We created the barrier, not God. We did. And we continue to do that in our lives by our sin, by our taking God for granted, by our believing that God doesn't mean anything except maybe on a Sunday morning every once in a while. The veil was there in the temple to symbolize that separation. And, and the veil was in, in, interwoven within that great massive curtain where cherubim, as they were in the garden when God cast Adam and Eve out of the garden and he put the angels there to guard the entrance into the garden so they could never come back into it. Separation. Separation. That's where we live. That's the world in which you and I dwell in. And that's what they dealt with in all the Old Testament. Once a year, the high priest could go into the Holy of Holies. But then, after a great deal of, of symbolism, a great deal of cleansing, a great deal of ritualism, a great deal of sacrifice, was he allowed to even enter in for a moment with a rope tied to his foot? Because if he even made one mistake, he would die in the presence of God in that place, and they would have to pull him out. Separation from holiness, and from righteousness, and from majesty. We had no right to be in the presence of God. We had no right and we have no right to believe that we could ever be worthy to be a part of what God wants to do in our lives as we part with that. You see, it's really hard to find peace. We had peace with God. We lost that peace by our own forfeit, by our own decisions, by the things that we did and that we continue to do. And it's even harder once peace is lost to find it restored, to to get it to come back, to find somehow to be a part of it. But the Bible teaches us and helps us to understand that God was trying to help provide that. And he gave us that sacrificial system. And, And we would offer sacrifices day in and day out. They killed thousands and thousands and millions of lambs and other animals throughout the hundreds of years of the Old Testament as they were trying somehow to find some way that could say our sins are covered. Never forgiven, never taken away, but they're covered for a moment so that we can at least believe that God would look upon us and and, and hear our prayers and, and maybe respond to us in some way that we could look and see, but we could never know the holy presence of God. We could never understand what it was to be loved by a God who created us and who longed in His heart with a brokenness to be able to step into our presence and to be with us personally and to walk with us and to know us and allow us to know Him in the fullness of who He was. It was gone. That veil was there as a constant reminder. It it would be as though God were in the room back here 
And you and I came here to this place and, and we know He's back there. We, we know he's, he's represented back there in His fullness and His power and His glory. And we know that if we could just step into His presence for a moment, we'd be cleansed of our sin. That we'd be re- given new life. We'd have power. We'd have the ability to live life the way God created us to and know the power of that love and all that was going on. But we can't get there. We have no right to enter in. And if we tried to force our way in, if we said, I'm good, I live a moral life, I have to obey all the rules, I do the things I'm supposed to do so I can get into God's presence, I don't need anything else, I'm a religious person, we'd die. Because we aren't clean. And we don't have a right to step into the presence of God. We don't have hope. God so loved us that he wanted to provide a way. You see, Isaiah said, your sins, your iniquities have separated you from God. And your sins have caused God not to even hear you when you pray. Separation. Separation from God. From all that he's about and all that he does as we look at him and as we see. But as we move toward Easter... You and I need to remind ourselves that even before the beginning of time, God already had a plan. He already knew exactly what he was going to do because he wanted all the barriers to be removed. It wasn't God's idea that we would always have to have a veil between us and him. God wanted us to be able to be in his presence. God wanted us to be able to know the fullness of his love and his joy. But our sin kept us away because he's holy and he can't look upon sin because he's righteous and he does that as he's always right. And he's the kind of the justice of God demanded that he be separated from mankind because of that. But, but he had a plan in place. He had something that he wanted to do and the Bible says that he sent Jesus Christ to come and when Jesus Christ went upon the cross and died upon the cross as the scripture that we just read a moment as he died upon the cross God himself took that that veil and he ripped it from top to bottom and as he did that he said to you and he said to me and he said to all people for all time if we would listen with our ears understand with our heart and receive him in the fullness of our understanding that we would have the right from that moment on to step through that veil and to be in the presence of the holy God from now and forever and forever and ever because God provided a way. There's no more separation. For mankind, There's no more being kept away from the presence of God. There's no more being pushed out from God's love and what God has for us. But, but God provided that way. As the flesh of Jesus Christ was whipped and beaten, as He was nailed to the cross, the Scripture tells us, as we look at it, that it was His very flesh that was torn. That we could enter into the presence of God. Folks, we need to understand what price God paid for us. What it's about when when Jesus came, that that we made all the mistakes. We did everything that kept us away from God. We separated ourselves from God. We had no right to God. But God loved us and cared for us. And the Bible says in in Psalm 85.10 that love, let me get my glasses off so I can see, that loving kindness and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed one another. Wow. The God of holiness and love has brought us into His presence as we look and as we understand. He ripped His Son, the very life of His Son from Him, tore Him apart upon the cross of Calvary in the beatings and the scourgings, the spear, the 
nails. Oh, that he might be able to take that veil and rip it forever open so that there would never be a moment that any of us, in all of us, could not step into the presence of a holy God. We're welcome. We're invited. He wants us to be in His presence and all that's going on and being a part of that time. Listen to the Scriptures as they say, Therefore, brethren, since we have confidence to enter into the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which He inaugurated for us through the veil that is His flesh, and again, knowing, not that, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver and gold from your futile way of life inherited from the forefathers, but with precious blood as a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. And yet again, for he himself, talking about Jesus, is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. Folks, by the rending of that veil, God made it possible for us to be mended. We'd been separated. We'd been ripped apart from the presence of God. But now you and I can be, have mended hearts. And we can come into the presence of God. And he, he welcomes us and loves us and being a part of all that's going on. He declared forever the extension, the invitation, the possibility of forgiveness in the entrance into his presence. Not because of anything that you did or I did or ever could do, but because of what he did. He placed his son in a position of dying for our sins. And he, by that very act, ripped the veil of all time that we might be able to come into his presence. And we might say, but I'm not perfect. And, you know, even today there's things in my life that seem to keep me from, from knowing the fullness and the joy of God. I still sin. I still have things wrong. My heart condemned me. Satan is such a master at following us everywhere we go and pressing his thumb down upon us and, and saying to us, you're guilty. You're unworthy to be in the presence of God. You don't have the right. I don't care what you think about that veil and all that stuff that went on. You know you don't deserve to be in God's presence. But God said it this way. We will know by this that we are of the truth and will assure our heart before him in whatever our heart condemns us. For God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Folks, what he said is your sin can never be greater than God's grace. It can't be. You can't reach a place that God can't forgive you. You can't reach a place that God won't welcome you into his place because he made it possible through Jesus Christ and what he did and the things that's going on and being a part of it. Someone said it this way, the torn veil proclaims that though none of us are worthy, hear this, Though none of us are worthy, all of us are wanted. Wow. You think Easter is just about Easter eggs and bunny rabbits? You think Easter is just about telling a story of a man who died on a cross, went to a tomb, and rose from the dead? Absolutely not. It's about God so loving me 
that He put His Son and He tore Him apart in order that I might step into the presence of a God who loved me so very much that He provided every means that even though I was unworthy and even though I would never have the right to stand in His presence because of who I am and what I have done or anything else about me, I can stand probably The Bible says to me in the book of Hebrews, come boldly, boldly into the presence of God. Because of what God did for us in Christ Jesus. Folks, every one of us, can you imagine that we can step through a barrier because it's no longer there and we can step before the creator of the universe, the one who spoke and everything that he has became, the one who gave himself fully to us and over and over and over and over again proclaimed himself to us that he loved us, he loves us, he loves us, he loves us and we kept refusing to listen and finally he demonstrated in Jesus Christ even though while we were still sinners he died upon the cross for us and in that death he tore apart symbolically to say to you and to me there is now Therefore, now no separation between man and God if we will come to Him through Christ. Anyone can come. Anyone. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you've done or not done. Anyone and all of us are welcome into the presence of God. Here again, that verse. And behold, When Jesus died, the temple veil was ripped. That word, this is where I want us to, 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 to close a moment. Behold, God said through the human author John, or Matthew in this case, Behold, it's a word that means gaze upon, it's a word that means look with great intent. What he's saying is, see the work of God. Creation is a miracle. And we see miracles day in and day out. But God said as he took hold of that veil, and as he ripped it from top to bottom, see me at work. You couldn't do it. Religion couldn't do it. Good works couldn't do it. Nothing you could ever do could ever allow you into my presence, but see me work. For when I work, all things are possible. And that's what he did for us. That's what Easter's about. It's about God making himself accessible to us in all the aspects of our life, in all the days of our life with a promise that one day we'll not only know the fullness of His presence by His indwelling Spirit within us, but that we'll stand in His very presence. No veil, but the very throne of God as His people because of what He did for us in Christ Jesus. Would you pray with me? Father, this morning... I know there's no words that I could ever say that could even begin to bring about the reality of what you did for us. But Father, just remind us that that ripped veil is not just a story in the Bible. It's not just something 
that goes along, but that it is the very expression that you at work in Christ Jesus have opened the door forever for us to come into your presence, for us to call you Father, and to know that we're forgiven, that we're your children, that we have access to you in all the times of our life if we truly, truly accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior in our life. May we be reminded this morning and in the days to follow that we need to open up our minds and our hearts and our eyes and we need to see God at work in us and for us and through us. Father, there's anyone in this room this morning that for whatever reason has chosen never to genuinely, personally accept you as Lord and Savior. They've rested on their laurels. They've tried to believe that religion or church membership or good works or whatever it may be. They've tried to look at every reason and every excuse to find some other way than to just simply bow their knee before you as Lord and Savior and say to you, I'm a sinner and I have no right to know you and to even call upon your name. But you presented to me your son, Jesus Christ, and you ripped that veil open to say to me, I'm invited. I'm invited to come to God. I'm invited to be forgiven. I'm invited to know life in its fullness and everlasting life. God, if they've never done that, would they do that? Could you just pour out your spirit upon them this morning and burden them so very much that they'd be broken? That they wouldn't be able ever again to offer another excuse as to why I will not trust Christ as my Savior. And God, if there's those, there's those of us who need a church home, we need to get united with people that know you and love you, and we need to put our lives and our hearts, invest them into the kingdom work of God so that we can proclaim with one another that our God is so mighty and so awesome and so great that there's no God like our God who would come to us in Jesus Christ and separate. No God ever did anything like that because no God was ever real but you. No God could ever love but you. Help us to give our hearts, our lives to you, whatever it means. And God, remind us in the struggles of our life, in the days that seem the darkest, that the veil has been ripped open and that we can come no matter how badly we may be hurting, how dark our day may be, or even how sinful we have been in our mind and attitude, that we can step into your presence forgiven, welcome, as the children of our Heavenly Father. Whatever our need is in these moments of your invitation, even as you made that curtain torn apart, an open invitation, a, a, a picture that all of us are welcome, you invite us this morning to step into your presence and trusting you as Lord and Savior and becoming a part of a church and living the way we should in fellowship with one another and recommitting our own lives to service to you, whatever it is that you may be calling upon us to do, may we respond by simply saying yes to your invitation. And I pray that in Christ's name.